Galway Bay FM Sports News with Western Motors, the home of Volkswagen and Galway. Visit VolkswagenGalway.ie. Now let's catch up on sports with Oliver Turner who sits out. Happy birthday, by the way, Oliver. How are we? Thank you very much, Keith. I'm going to catch you yet before you get out of here. Why? What to do? Well, I can't be that far behind you now in terms of birthdays. No, you see, my birthday is standing still. I don't age any further. Once you hit 60, you don't age for another two years. So you're just... You've Hence my likelihood of, of, of catching you very, very soon. Another decade, I'll tell you, there'll be nothing between us. Two, oh, you're 12 years behind. You're only a child, so you're... That's to Chidley. Listen, we're having a quick look because I want to um, check in on GAA and um, again the Galway football team to play Monaghan later tonight. That's yeah, that's out. one of our live games at the weekend. Keith Galway Monaghan 12.45 on Sunday in Pierce Stadium. Uh, it's an early start and I suppose Monaghan won't be too dissatisfied with that given they'll be uh, on the road early. Mm. Um, we'll have team news later on tonight to say Shane Walsh should be involved in some capacity for Galway whether starting or coming on this weekend, and I'm sure that'll bring a certain level of excitement. Did you see that the Go Armagh match then, the following Saturday, which is the 18th, is on at 5 o'clock, the same time as Ireland-England in the rugby? Madness. I mean, it's just, I don't know. Uh, Can that be changed, Kenneth? Well, I don't know. I've asked that question and I haven't got an answer yet. RTE are down to televise Go Armagh, which is probably why it's down for 5 o'clock, and that's up against Ireland-England, which is on Virgin TV, because RTE don't have the Six Nations rights anymore. <sighs> So if TV is making the decision, then it won't. But, I mean, in fairness, if it's Ireland-England going for a Grand Slam, you know, who's going to be watching Ireland? Uh, Galway Armagh on the telly. I mean, you'll obviously have... have two tellies. Supporters will go up to Armagh and, and will probably watch it on the telly. Yeah, I suppose those posh mm-hmm. houses. I bet they don't have two licences, though. <laughs> John Morley just said he's going to be watching it at uh, the Galway game. So he's Good going man, to... Well, of course, he comes from a staunch... GAA, Fianna Fáil, Heartland. <laughs> they wouldn't be watching any foreign sports back there in Cairn Cun, should I wouldn't, Marley? No, they wouldn't, no. That's me offer you. Yeah, that, well, listen, I'll leave you to decide that. <laughs> Come here to me, I know the schools are out as well. Yeah, very busy weekend uh, of schools, GAA. It's all happening tomorrow and it's going to be a bumper uh, afternoon to keep an eye on. So, just to explain what's happening tomorrow uh, quickly, we're going to be keeping an eye on Mercy Woodford. They're in the Senior D All-Ireland Hurling Semi-Final. So you have A, B, C and D, Keith. Four Galway schools in All-Ireland Semi-Finals. Uh, the D is out at half 12 in Clare Castle where they're playing uh, Colossian Atrocular from Rathkeel. That's Mercy Woodford. And St. Raphael's, they're in the Junior C Camogie Final. That's on in Woodmount. Uh, tomorrow afternoon as well at one o'clock. The Senior C Hurling Semi-Final, that's between Clarence College, Athenry and Mitchellstown. That's on in Dura Bearfield at two. The Senior B Semi-Final is on at one o'clock in Capamore, that's County Limerick. And uh, Holy Rosary will be up against Hamilton High School from Bandon in Cork. Mm. And the Senior A Semi-Final, we'll have this live online tomorrow with Sean Walsh and Niall Canavan from St. Brendan's Park in Burr. And that's Prez Athenry against Thurless CBS. Uh, so Prez have been knocking on the door really close in the last couple of years to so making the All-Ireland breakthrough. That's going to be a big, big game. So a live coverage of that one and updates on the, the BC and D games throughout the afternoon as well as the Camogie Schools game. And both Galway Intermediate and Senior Camogie teams are out tomorrow as well. Uh, the Intermediates are playing Wexford at half one in Kilbacanty. The Seniors are playing Clare at 3.30 in Kilbacanty. So coverage of both those games as well. Now listen, you did say when Leona Maguire went professional that she was going to go a long way and she has certainly done so right now. Yeah, it's a big tournament at the moment in Singapore. Although Leona fell away with two bogeys in, in the closing holes of her round. She's still four under par at the halfway mark of the tournament in a tie for 21st 
Uh, Danielle Kang leads the way on 10 under par. So Leona was up to 6 under and really closing in on the lead. But um, we'll see how that works out over the course of the weekend. But a lot of money at play there on the LPGA Tour. John Ram looks to cement his place as world number one. And he's gone about it the right way. He leads at the Arnold Palmer Invitational on seven under par, two clear of the field. And more importantly, he's already eight shots ahead of Rory McIlroy, who has won before around Bay Hill and was thinking about victory here to try and snatch back that number one spot. McIlroy, Porrick Harrington won over. Seamus Power, Shane Lowry, level power, par. Um, they have a lot of work to do to get back into contention. Listen, Athletics, and they're going indoor in Istanbul on this one. They are. It's day two. Keith already. Charlene Maudsley from Ireland has qualified for the semi finals of the 400, although in the same event, Cleana Manning and Sophie Becker didn't qualify. Uh, Joan Healy, she finished fifth in the 60 metres heat, so she doesn't progress either. And Kate O'Connor is currently eighth after three events of the pentathlon. It's fair to say that from a boxing point of view, Katie Taylor um, is really and truly looking forward to a fight with someone. Yeah, Somewhere. they seem determined to fill that gap on May 20th in yeah. the three arena. So how far down the pecking order they have to go for that one, I don't know. But uh, of course, we heard Amanda Serrano um, fell foul of injury, so she's not going to be there. So the latest opponent she's been calling out on social media is Chantel Cameron, who's the undisputed super lightweight champion. So that's a different age or different weight. Mm. Um, for for Katie to to try and tackle, but as you say, obviously the deposit is down on the three arena. She has to to fill it with something. Other than that, um, Katie Taylor sings Rihanna. <laughs> I don't know what else you can do in the three arena. <laughs> Katie Taylor's stand up comedy show. Uh, there's going to be something on May the twentieth of yeah. some description. We could put yourself and Molly in the ring with her. The yeah. two, two to one. I'd prefer Molly now somehow. Um, <laughs> Listen, let's go to soccer. What, what's the whole situation with Spygate? Is isn't this, it mad? Isn't this it? just a distraction? I wonder, does this just go on in every club and nobody Spygate. ever finds out about it? That you have people just randomly going around with high-vis jackets and they're taking sneaky f- videos of teams training uh, and nobody knows. But anyway, Waterford copped on that there was somebody that shouldn't have been at their training yesterday, threw him out, said he was videoing it. And they've called it Spygate. No, they haven't said it's anybody from Galway, given that Galway United are playing Waterford tonight. It could be from any club. Mm-hmm. But the point is they had to turf somebody out that was filming their training session and they've gone onto social media to say that. Um, it's added a bit of spice to tonight because if nothing else, if it wasn't somebody from Galway, then the timing is terrible. But then mm-hmm. again, you know, why would anybody... Uh, from Galway, travel yeah. down to Waterford to be filming a training session. I don't know the night before. I'm sure they'd have all the information they need. But look, mm-hmm. at, anyway. it's it's added a little bit of spice to the RSC grounds, and I'm sure there'll be some funny uh, chants and catcalls from the terraces ahead of the 7:45 kick off. The game will be live on Galway BFM. Now rugby, uh, Connacht are heading to Wales. They are. They're over to play the Dragons, uh, flying out today, and we'll have some team news at 12 noon. Uh, Connacht give themselves a shot on the arm in the recent weeks with, mm. with their performances, albeit it's such a truncated period of the United Rugby Championship because of the Six Nations. But they will have a go at the Dragons and if uh, if they were to win, and God knows if they could win with a bonus point, it would be even better. It would cement their top eight hopes of qualifying for the knockout stages. But it's a late start tomorrow evening, 7.35, live on Galway Bay FM. So make sure you join Rob and William for live coverage of that match from Wales tomorrow night. And we're going to Dundalk, is it for racing? As ever, Friday night Dundalk racing and uh, that one is off at uh, 5 to 5. Now there's racing of a different uh, on the island, on the Iron Islands uh, this weekend with Ted Fest so uh, 
Ronan will be doing a, race, a different race, uh, an egg and spoon race. I just wonder, would they ever think of organising the over 70s five-a-side soccer, which they had in one famous Father That's Ted right. episode? Yeah. To be a man, the Italian priest, he yeah, was so yeah, cool. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd be a good fan of Father Ted, but I wouldn't be the absolute diehard who'd name every priest ever in it and every episode. But uh, yeah, there's been one or two uh, sporting Moment. elements and yeah. moments in Father Ted that I'm sure will be recreated between 12 and 3 this afternoon. Alright, listen, thanks for joining us and have a good birthday. Oliver Turner joining us in the studio. It's his birthday today and uh, thanks to him and we wish him a very happy, happy birthday. Now, unfortunately, we learned overnight indeed, um, well, yesterday morning as it was coming off here, a man who joined us on the 3rd of November here in studio passed away. We'll be talking about um, the late Bright Donnelly next. Galway Talks in association with Tesco. Click and Collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you. Well, it was with a heavy heart yesterday. I was on air actually, but I don't check my phone when I'm on air, but uh, Fergus McGinn dropped me a note yesterday to say uh, that the former US Congressman Brian Donnelly passed away. Now, Brian was the architect of a scheme to help Irish nationals um, obtain a green card in America and he died on what would have been his 77th birthday. Uh, The Boston-born Democrat politician was first elected to Congress in 1979. But on the 3rd of November last, uh, just after the 10 o'clock news, he and his nephew, Larry, joined me in studio and I asked him how he was. I'm doing fine. Uh, I just uh, got in uh, yesterday. So I still have a little bit of jet lag, but I'm doing fine. You're looking fantastic because, I mean, you've had a run of health, so you have. How are you feeling? I've been doing well. I, uh, I had some some battles with cancer over the last decade, but, you know, not for one thank God, everything's, everything's turned out well, so I'm, I'm doing good. And you beat the, but you beat those. Uh, I beat it, yeah, I beat it, yeah. It's, uh, it's amazing what they can do today compared to what they can do just a decade ago. Now, let me go to his nephew, uh, Larry, who joins me on the line. Condolences, Larry, first off. And we had a lovely visit with him on the uh, 3rd of November. Yeah, Keith, you know, cer- certainly hearing his voice just there brings me back to that morning uh, in the studio and, and I suppose brings home to me uh, how hot it is to believe that he, he's gone. I mean, he was hale and he was hearty uh, on his trip back to Ireland and he enjoyed uh, every minute of it, uh, especially his time in Galway and especially uh, up with our cousins. Uh, on the farm where our roots are and he had a wonderful wonderful time he had a wonderful experience at the u.s embassy in dublin then uh it was a great trip and you know it really was wonderful um that he was able to make uh one last trip back to ireland and again uh he had a wonderful life just was really sorry to see him go I was um, just talking to some of the, the younger team within the uh, company here uh, this morning I was trying to explain to them um, how important his role in Congress was to legalizing a lot of Irish in the States. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, he really, you know, the, the Irish issue is what defined his political career in many respects, and that's uh, partly because of the composition of what was his congressional district, which was uh, the area south of Boston that mm-hmm. so many listeners uh, will be familiar with places like Dorchester and Milton and Quincy, uh, where there were huge numbers of Irish Americans, but also huge numbers uh, of Irish born people. And they really impressed uh, upon Brian in the 1980s uh, how difficult things were uh, in Ireland and how uh, they had been able to emigrate legally to the United States in previous decades, but their nephews, nieces, etc., uh, didn't have the same access. 
uh, and Brian rolled up his sleeves uh, and really went to work on that and created what became known as the Donley Visa, which allowed uh, tens of thousands of uh, Irish people to come to the United States uh, in the 1980s. And Keith, one of the things I, I always uh, notice when I'm home is um, you know that generation now, their their kids are playing sports in and around, uh, and there's probably nowhere else in America uh, except the Boston area where uh, names like Roisin and and Siobhan are, are are pretty common around the place, and that's really attributable to the Donley Visa. Now, his home place was just outside Chung, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, our, our home place is between uh, between uh, Chum and, and Dunmore. Uh, Lavely would be the the, the general. Mm. Uh, area, uh, which again, a lot of listeners will be familiar with. But yes, yeah, certainly, um, that's where our roots are. That's where our family, uh, the Murphys, they're still there. Uh, and you know, it, it is a place that uh, is really sacred to to us Donnellys. You know, and it, it's a place that my uncle Brian desperately wanted uh, to come back to. A place that I go to uh, frequently. And, and it may sound tweaky, and I know I sound like the Yank here. But it's extraordinary the feeling of peace and of being uh, genuinely at home uh, when we're there. And we all have spoken about that. And when, when I mean, once he went back then, did how long has he been sick? And I mean, you're still very young at 77 years of age. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the thing. My, I, I was speaking to my aunt the other day, you know, when she called me. And, you know, again, my aunt, she's a wonderful woman. It must have been so hard for her to be calling people all day. Uh, and as soon as I heard her voice, I knew something had to be wrong. But what she said to me was that he came back from Ireland and she said he was more alive than he had been literally for decades. That he was have full of spirit, had such a great time couldn't stop talking about it, uh, and things were fine. They had a nice Christmas, but uh, about a week or so ago, he began to feel very unwell uh, and went back to the hospital and was diagnosed with acute leukemia. Uh, and unfortunately, the doctor said to him that it's really uh, a matter of weeks or, or maybe a month, and he, you know, Brian understandably said, uh, I just want to go home, uh, and he only lasted regrettably a few days, but fortunately, he was at home. Uh, and he was surrounded by my, my aunt Jenny, his his, his longtime wife, uh, and his two children, uh, Lauren and Brian, here and there. But he, he, I mean, so the, the trip home, the trip home for him was very special. So it reignited everything within him. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Then went back. Unfortunately, got the diagnosis. But again, I'd say that's what he would have wanted. He wanted to come home. He wanted to be at home. He wanted to be with the Murphys. He wanted to be with you. He was very proud of you. Um, but he wanted he wanted to be with with his Irish family for one last time. Yeah, and you know, you know, Keith, you know, not to go too far off topic, but the, the, the really said this has been a difficult year for the Donleys because yeah. uh, my, my, my Brian's uh, older brother, my uncle Paul, uh, he only died six weeks ago uh, and he'd made a similar trip uh, just before the pandemic, uh, and it was he hadn't been to Ireland in a long time, and he too wanted to come back to Galway desperately. Uh, and it, you know, for both of them, uh, it turned out to be their final trip uh, in Ireland. But it was something that they both really, really wanted to do. Uh, and again, you know, the, for the two of them to go in such uh, rapid succession, uh, you know, as I've been saying to people, 2023 hasn't exactly been the best year so far. Uh, for our family but again uh, we live with the wonderful memories uh, of both of them and you lost your dad during the pandemic as well as other brothers so i mean it's it's uh it's been a fair old wipeout so it has that that's right and you know again uh my uncle brian was you know who if you know listeners who might have known him personally uh he had a great sense of humor and the sense of humor 
uh, was there right till the end. In his last days, he was there with my Aunt Louise, who's the last of the four of them uh, to survive. And, and Brian wouldn't stop needling her, uh, saying, you know, do you, do you feel guilty being the last one and all this sort of, sort of stuff? So, so right till the end, uh, he was there. And, he, you know, the old Brian Nami charm for which, you know, he was really well known in our district and indeed uh, in the circles of power. And Ireland, it was still there right to the end. Well, hopefully he'll get a good send-off. Are you going to try and get over? As per his wishes, everything is private. He didn't want a big political wake or a big political funeral. He hated going to them himself, so everything is going to be private. So I'm going to be seeing my aunts and my cousins in the coming weeks anyway, so we'll see them then. But, you know, and again, we'll always cherish the memories of Brian and, of course, uh, my heart is really with uh, with Jenny and Lauren and Brian because I can only imagine the loss that they're experiencing right now. All right, uh, Larry, thank you indeed for joining us. And this is a piece of audio indeed from that interview on the 3rd of November. Just a short piece, and we were talking about what he achieved and his relationship with the Kennedys. Well, that's, that's, that's nice to hear. I mean, the connection between Galway and Boston is, I think, is really unique. Yes. I mean, yeah, I think most of the people that emigrated from Galway went to Boston. Uh, you know, they didn't go to Chicago or any place else. They all went to Boston. And, and Kerry, too. A lot of people from Kerry. You know, Carmara. I mean, I, I, heard, I, I grew up listening to the Irish language on the streets of Boston. Yeah. You know, and those were all the people from Carmara that came over. May he rest in peace. Uh, that's uh, Brian Donnelly. Indeed, f- uh, former U.S. congressman, passed away yesterday, 77. Uh, years of age and thanks to his uh, nephew Larry for joining us uh, on today's programme. My next two victims, I refer to them as victims because they come in every year for more punishment. I don't know why but they continue to do so. And there's further education indeed um, and an open day at Goldwick Community College. Orla Fitzpatrick, business coordinator, stop waving at me, and Colleen Quinn Hendrick, uh, film coordinator. Do you come as a pair of the two of you all the time? Is that the way it is? Well, we heard that Ollie was getting a cake so we said we'd come down for a slice of cake (laughs) morning. We were just in time. Just in time. Why do you come with her? Because <laughs> she leads you astray, Orla. I mean, you're a nice person. Don't let her lead you astray. Oh, her voice carries well. She's got all the information. So I said we'd bring her, oh, bring yeah, her along. That's the, that's the film in her. I mean, the Quinn family have that within them, you know. It's just, I don't know about the rest of the family, the other side of the family, the Hendrick. I think they have... They have they have gin on the Hendrick side and they have the theatre on the other side so they have that sounds good good combination this is a fellow who doesn't drink spirits at all listen talk to us you're having a very special event is it on Tuesday we're doing this uh, Tuesday 7th of March Colleen Uh, yes uh, Tuesday 7th of March is our open day so our annual open day where we throw the doors open of the college and invite prospective students to come in and meet all the tutors see the students and get information if they'd like to do a course with us next year Sure. And again, there's loads. Uh, or I mean, I'm looking at your perspectives. You've got graphic design and motor technology. You've got sport and equine, film and music. We'll pass over that one. Science and horticulture, <laughs> social care, business and secretarial. There is something for everyone, isn't there? Yeah, we've got six specialist departments there. And within the departments, there are lots of different courses. And while they might seem to be familiar from year to year, many of them are adapted and changed to meet the needs of learners. So we've got different changes in courses with different modules and so on. And uh, we do a lot of work in-house with this to make sure that we gather gather feedback from employers, gather feedback from students on what modules they uh, work well in and achieve well in. 
So yeah, as Colleen was saying, we're inviting Leaving Cert students, uh, you know, school leavers, past Leaving Cert students, mature students, um, adults considering changing their their future career, uh, teachers and parents. So come in to us on Tuesday uh, from nine to four. Uh, we're located there at Moni Nagisha Junction, so we're in Galway Bay's community here. And um, we, thanks, Keith, for having us in uh, to actually give this information out to everyone. But there's, a, there's something for everyone, so there is. I mean, that you can get going to TV presenting and film production. Uh, that would be up your uh, alley now, wouldn't it, Colleen? Wouldn't yes, it? yes. And yeah. as I say, I need to mention, or I'll be in big trouble. Um, on the same week, we're putting on a big production of Oscar Wilde's Lady Windermere's Fan, the theatre production students. And we've just had a huge revamp of our stage space. Um, we just got all new lighting in. We've reopened the stage in the auditorium. So it's going to be a big production. That's a big undertaking, that. Huge. It's been something that we've been begging and hoping for for years. And it's finally happened this year. So this is going to be our first production in years, really, that's happened on our on our proper stage. So we had the auditorium built. And now the stage just finished yesterday was just kitted out with all the new lighting and everything. So the students will be putting on the show. But the production itself is demanding as well. Yes, yeah, it's a big, it's it's great. Uh, why, any is she, why is she turned white? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking of all the jobs. <laughs> all the jobs I have to do when I go back. She just turned but, white. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I have to do, but I know it's going to be a great show. And there are brilliant classes here, really talented, uh, budding actors. So that's going to be on the Monday the 6th and it will be on the Tuesday the 7th. So if you want to do uh, a two for one, come to the open day and stay for the show. You're more yeah. than welcome. And what time is the show on? Uh, right the show is going to be on Monday 6th at 7.30 and the same on Tuesday at 7.30 and we have a matinee on the Wednesday at 11.45. For those who want to, there's sound engineering, uh, there's uh, musicianship, there's music performances and there's science and horticulture there as well. Again, that's a growing, growing area, so it is. Yeah, we have a very big campus there down in Galway Community College and, you know, we're very fortunate to be able to have all the facilities that are required for all the different departments. So the horticulture, we have polytunnel and of course we have massive grounds there that they develop and plant and so And then in other departments there, like science, uh, we have, um, you know, a newly constructed lab. I suppose it's there four or five years mm -hmm. now, state-of-the-art lab. Uh, sport, we have uh, playing pitches and, um, you know, a weights room and a very big uh, sports hall there. And my own department, uh, not least, uh, the business <laughs> department, we have lots of different business courses there. We've been developing these courses and creating links for all of the courses with um, our local universities there, so mm. ATU and UCG. And um, our guidance counsellor has great contacts with the access offices there. Good so our students do progress onto these colleges. I'm looking at from a business point of view, you have bookkeeping, you have business administration, customer service, desktop publishing. You're also looking at uh, retail pharmacy assistant there, nutrition database. I mean, to be honest, there seems to be a couple of hundred courses. You know, if I, I didn't count them all. But there's something for everyone right across the board. Manual bookkeeping, this computerised bookkeeping, man marketing management, team leadership. Yeah, so we have 20 plus courses and within every course then there's eight modules. So the modules are quite diverse and it doesn't actually pin you down to any particular um, job as such, but it allows you then to um, gain experience in different modules then. So maybe you may want to go into employment afterwards or maybe you want to go into an apprenticeship or um, even onto higher education. Yeah, so but even the one there that I saw, guys, um, both your mics are open, uh, construction, um, there's construction there as well that they can get involved in. I might get them in then um, interested in doing a trade 
into the future. Yeah, we have great links with the training centre. Of course, we're part of GRETB, coming mm. off the bat of this week's celebrations of ETBs yeah. uh, being in place ten for 10 years. years. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, we are GRETB. We are part of the whole GRETB umbrella and we are the site um, of the campus for the College of the Future for GRETB. Mm. So it's exciting times ahead there for Galway Community College and all of GRETB. Can I ask you about the Erasmus? Because I know you, there was a few of your students came into us from their Erasmus as well and they were abroad. Does that still, is that back in action again? Yeah, the students, we are just about to, we're just actually looking for passports at the moment from them to go on their third trip this year. So they've already third. had, yeah, there's a session, they go in October, they go in the February and they go Easter. So it usually is that they go the week before the break and then the week of the break. So it's two weeks, fully, uh, uh, fully paid, everything, flights, accommodation, they're given their spending money. And it's absolutely such a huge opportunity for the students. And where do they go to then? Roughly? So they go to Portugal, Malaga, and it was the equine uh, students went to Norway this year. Yeah. The whole class went. They're still there. They're still there. Coming they're still back there. today, uh, ah, oh, tomorrow. Unbelievable yeah. opportunity for them. So they're working in the stables and everything in Norway at the moment, and the whole class got to go. Wow. There's loads exciting. of snow there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have time for the snow. Very busy. Yeah. They don't have True. time for the snow. True, okay, okay. Yeah, they, we have to defend the indefensible yeah. altogether. Yeah, it's a ski down the mountain slopes yeah. uh, from there. So the timings then for Tuesday, yeah. uh, again, it's taking place this coming Tuesday 7th between 9 o'clock and 4 p.m. Absolutely. And if you can't make it that day, we're always happy to meet anyone who wants to come in the door or send us an email. And uh, Our website is www.galwaycc.ie and there's always, always someone there who is willing to give you information or have a chat. Um, the doors are open every day, but please come on the Tuesday, March 7th, between 9 and 4 if you can. We'll remind them again. So again, if you want to put in your diary for March the 7th between 9 o'clock and 4 o'clock, uh, join them on campus uh, to get the most accurate and up-to-date information. And again, all the tutors and coordinators uh, will all be there. Colin Quinn Hendricks will be there, uh, Oliver Fitzpatrick and all the other team. Uh, will be there just to give you um, a feel for what education is like. If you dropped out of education or you've just uh, done the leaving cert last year and you haven't decided what to do, uh, we would urge that you go along and uh, get involved in there. Guys, good luck again. Thanks for joining us. Thank you and so good much. Luck. Thank good you. luck with the performance. And the performance is 7.30 on Monday and Tuesday. It is indeed. Yes, please come sure along now? if you can. Don't, I'm very sure I have the... <laughs> Phone a friend or anything <laughs> no, I'm feeling confident about the times. Yeah, no, well, please, please come along if you can. It'll be a great show. If it's 7.35 when it starts, it's all your fault. So <laughs> Colleen Quinn Hendricks, thank you for joining us uh, today. And Orla so Fitzpatrick, much. thank you for joining us as well. Thanks, We're back you. just after these and the novena is nearly upon us. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie. Right, good morning to you. Welcome into today's programme. Well, the, the 39th Galway Cathedral Novena, I can't believe it's the 39th uh, Novena, kicks off indeed um, in a few days' time. Stay tuned for details on that. I'm joined on the line by Father John Gerard Acton, who joins me uh, on the line today. Good morning to you. Thanks for joining us uh, today on the programme. I can't believe good morning, I can't believe it's the 39th. I remember the first one very, very well. Back in 1983. Yeah. Wow. And it's kicking off on Monday, is it? It is indeed, Keith. Um, so thank God we're delighted to be back with a bang this year. Last year's Novena, as many would remember, was held online only. And so many people logged in last year, but it lacked um, the real thing, um, lacked the presence of, of so many people of that large congregation. 
So we're very much looking forward to seeing so many old faces, new faces, and singing old hymns, new hymns, and welcoming people of all ages, faiths, experiences from the city and far beyond. Can you give me the timings for the sessions, if you don't mind? Okay, so there's three sessions from Monday to Saturday at 11 o'clock, the lunchtime one at 10 past one, and the evening session will be at 7.30. And a slight change on Sunday, there'll be a session at 10.30, 12.30, 3pm and 6pm. And we've added this year an extra hour on the weeknights, a guided holy hour, a time for some quiet prayer for adoration, and we'll have music at that as well. And what time will that be at then? That'll be from 8.30 to 9.30 on the weeknights. So there's no early morning one now? There's no one at 8 o'clock in the morning? There isn't, no. We've revised the times for this year's novena. Okay. So it's a reduction really in in, in timing, but perhaps the timings might be better then as well. Uh, So it's 11 a.m., 1.10 p.m. and 7.30 p.m. And then adoration then from 8.30 p.m. onwards. Uh, from there. Uh, but you're hoping, what, what's the theme for this year's uh, festival of? The theme this year is faith in challenging times. And I suppose we can all acknowledge we can just open a newspaper and see that we are indeed living in challenging times. So when we sat down to, I suppose, brainstorm, this was one of the main things that, that came out for us. And we hope that it will be an opportunity for people just to take time out that, that sense of peace, um, time out of complicated lives to find some space, a sense of calm, and just to gather with other like-minded people in prayer, in reflection. Mm. Uh, again, the timings just now, so that I give them to you straight, is 11 a.m., they re- review them for this year, 11 a.m., 1.10 p.m. and 7.30 p.m. And on Sunday, March the 12th, is going to be 10.30 a.m., 12.30 p.m., 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. That's the way it's going to go from there. Uh, and again on on Saturday March the 11th um, there'll be a session at 11am and the Sacrament of Reconciliation will be available at all sessions The the Sacrament of the Sick will be at that 11 o'clock on the Saturday That's the Sacrament of the Sick yeah at 11 o'clock sorry on the 11th at 11am that always gets a great crowd but all of the sessions and the fact that you have less sessions this year I'd say there will be chock-a-block Absolutely. Well, we have we have seating for over two thousand people, so we felt that um, over six thousand places would be sufficient for the need, and we will keep it under review. And especially when planning for the novena, please God for next year, and also for those who who aren't able to travel, who can't be with us physically, we will live stream the last mass each day on the parish website. So that's GalwayCathedral.ie. It'll also be available to watch back on our Facebook page or YouTube channel. I think the title of it, Faith in Challenging Times, we had a long conversation about this recently, so we had um, off air, but I think it is, there is faith still out there, but it's a, it's a matter of getting people to maybe return to the faith. Yeah, I, I suppose a big part of the novena is the submission of petitions and thanksgivings. And this doesn't happen just in that week, the Novena week, it's Novena nine days, but right throughout the year, people come in to write their their honest prayers from their hearts and submit them at the cathedral. And every Monday morning, either myself or Father Peter would take all these prayers, would go through them, and we, we share some of them at the evening Mass at six o'clock on a Monday. And it just gave it, gives a great sense of, of what's going on in people's hearts in their, in their minds at this time. And 
and I, I think there, I think people are out there looking, looking to fill that void. And I, I would often speak to people who don't go to mass at all on a Sunday or any other time of the year, uh, but they go to the novena. Absolutely, yeah. I remember last year some people very disappointed um, that the novena was held online because there was a very real sense of their faith practice for the year. So we're delighted to be able to welcome people back. And we really think we're really excited for, for a very good nine days. Um, can I ask you about um, parking, if you don't mind? Um, just I know there's, there's a lot of work going on there on the pedestrian bridge there. There will be yeah. some restricted parking on the grounds of uh, Galway Cathedral, but park responsibly in and around the area and just be careful. Absolutely. First of all, I, I, I would appeal to people to take public transport, if at all possible. And, and if you do have to travel by car, yes, to park responsibly, to think of others. And all just to note that all parking, normal parking restrictions on the road, roads around the cathedral will, will still be enforced during the nine days. So just to be careful of that. Uh, so, I mean, if you ditch it outside Ward's shop and go away and think you won't get a ticket, you will. <laughs> now, last year, there, there, there was there was a lot of people parked last year um, or the last there, time it was on. They parked near the near the canal there at the side of the, looking over at the Poor Clare's Convent and there was three kind of lanes there. I don't know if that's going to operate this year because with the roadworks that are going on, it could, could clog the whole place up. Yeah, we've worked with the council and we will have that, that space available for the sessions. And I suppose it helps with reduced sessions that the road will be closed from a certain time and will re reopen after that. So we thanks, thank the council for their support in that. Yeah, but there, there is, yeah, there is just, uh, there will be traffic during the sessions. And just, again, the sessions are at 11 a.m., uh, 1.10 p.m., 7.30 p.m. On Sunday the 12th, it's going to be 10.30, 12.30, 3 p.m., 6 p.m. And the Sacrament of the Sick will be celebrated on Saturday, March the 11th at 11 a.m. as well. So uh, there's, there's plenty of space uh, for people uh, from there if they want to get involved in the Galway uh, Cathedral Novena. Again, getting um, starting on Monday next uh, from there if they want to get uh, further details. And uh, again, I, I love I love the title of it, uh, Faith in Challenging Times. I really hopefully, do. Hopefully, it'll, it'll speak to people to where, where they are today. Yeah, it's kind of funny, but I, I spoke to somebody recently who had turned away, an adult who had turned away from the Catholic Church, and they were recently at um, a Mass um, that Father Martin Downey said in St. Joseph's. Now, it wasn't my mom's funeral Mass, it was another Mass on a Sunday, and they had gone yeah. because they were, in a they were in a difficult spot. And they decided they'd go yeah. to Mass. And Father Martin Downey came out and gave a homily, which wasn't the usual homily. I don't mean from you now, uh, John Gerard, but yeah. came out and he, he rang me afterwards and he said, do you know that bishop, do you know um, Father Martin Downey? I said, I do. And what type of fellow is he? I said, he's a great man. And he said, well, he's restored my faith in the Catholic Church. And Not wonderful to hear. Yeah, but that's why it's a different, he has a different approach. Um, but I think it's people like that and yourself and others that can bring people back to the church if they want to. This person wants to go back to the church, but felt hurt by everything that had gone on. So, yeah. But they've they've turned back. They've uh, back this this year, Keith, we, we have we have nine wonderful speakers who will share their own personal experience of different things that have gone on in their own life. Let's say Mickey Hart, who who is still challenged by the loss of his daughter, um, the soccer player Keith Fahey. Um, the local lads, Neil McDonough and uh, Jared Hanley, uh, and them and others have such great stories to share. So we'd invite people 
to come and just even have a listen to them of, the, of their experience of what brought them back yeah, to the church absolutely. in one sense. All right. Thank you for joining us uh, today for the John George Acton. Congratulations uh, to you. And to bring us into a weekend, and I heard this recently indeed, at a, at a mass, I have to say. Yes, I still love my mass, but uh, it's a piece of music from Bob Dylan that's going to bring us to the top of the hour. How many roads must a man walk down Before you call him a man How many seas must the white dove sail Before she sleeps in the sand isn't how many times must the cannonballs fly Before they're forever banned The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind The answer is blowing in the wind Isn't how many years can a mountain exist Before it is washed to the sea Isn't how many years can some people exist Before they're allowed to be free Isn't how many times can a man turn his head And pretend that he just doesn't see the answer my friend is blowing in the wind the answer is blowing Dylan and the a lovely version of Blowing in the Wind what a lovely version and uh, heard that and recently performed so uh, we said we get to uh, give you a little hint to that as we uh, leave you for today don't forget Monday morning we're back to live uh, on uh, the year from uh, Studio One and again we're looking at a number of issues including um, a month on from the earthquake in Turkey we'll be going to the uh, Jesuits on that again it's fostering fortnight and the Irish Foster Care Association annual awareness campaign kicks off on Monday Goldwood Business Watch starts uh, Good Samaritan Award following a uh, feature on Goldwood Talks we look at that and uh, Dave McCarthy joins us we have sports review and uh, we will be giving you details of Friday week's programme this day week we're going to be in Moy Cullen give you full details on that and we'll also be looking at Friday for future climate uh, protest as well all of that and more on Monday morning plus if you have something for us send us an email to comments at goldwebfm.ie the talented uh, John Morley produced today do you want to all of your comments we'll be joining you live uh, from Studio One on Monday morning have a good and a restful weekend for yourselves it's something I intend doing myself I didn't want to get out of the bed this morning but I had to I'm glad now I did though talk to you Monday just after nine have a good weekend bye bye Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Click and Collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you.